Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. First things first, this may sound a little bit weird because this is Matthew Wandless. That's right, the animals Hello. have taken over the zoo. <laughs> I'm in charge this week, so no bullshit, no fucking jack, no work experience kid coming in here and taking up four minutes of our time with his, you know, you know, ideas about who Bran is and what points I should get. Who the fuck does he think he is? <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, Jack, thank you very much for your contributions last week. Um, He's not listening. Of course he is. He's here to, you know, to hear the reaction and hear the uh, the millions of fans. Anyway, let's introduce uh, the other guys. So basically, Howell uh, couldn't get into the normal place where we record the podcast from. So now I have uh, reverted to the old setup I used to use for my old podcast. And yeah, I'm uh, I'm in charge. I'm the overlord. But uh, yeah, with me this week, as always, is Howell Evans, live from Hi. Manchester. Hi. 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 How you doing? Uh, and great time. Uh, Jamie Atherton. Good evening. The man himself with one hand. Um, Can yeah, I just uh, say, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. Do you feel like uh, the weight of the world is off your shoulders? There's two emotions, right? The majority of the emotion is I'm sitting on a chair in front of my fire and all I've got to do is react to what's going on. The other emotion that's starting to grow is it's been this easy for Jamie and Matt for so long. Yeah. And slight resentment, a bit like Daenerys. Well, my eyes are going to bulge with vengeance. I'd like to add an observation as well. Um, I think, Matt, you, you're steering a very clear and, <laughs> Fuck you, and, Jamie. <laughs> and enjoyable ship. And, <laughs> Thank uh, you, Jamie. I'm happy Thank to be you. aboard. Heavy it's a steady ride. The crown, it's but, a steady uh, ride. <laughs> you know, I will, uh, I will take the spotlight. Reluctantly, yeah. now that it is thrust upon me, like like John Snow. Exactly, are you hosting like John next Snow. Week, Jamie? How will, oh my gosh, this is a perfect metaphor for Daenerys <laughs> and, um, and John. Except, I've never had the pleasure of banging Howell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and but, who's Jamie know, in the equation? Theon. I'm Tyrion. Tyrion. No way. Of course, no I way. Am. Tyrion won't be doing his show down a twenty quid laptop from Tesco. No chance. Uh, That's true, he's a Lannister. But uh, yeah. I, I think you know who you are, Jamie. You're Bron. <laughs> oh, I think that, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's before we get into the episode proper, Howell, you've got some uh, comms from the uh, world at large. Uh, yes. yes. So um we got a tweet, which is lovely. You know how much we love feedback. Um Alex Bell, thank you so much for tweeting us. Uh, after many years in radio, Jamie and I really, really don't get bothered by uh, message, angry messages at all. We just enjoy being talked about in any way. Uh, guys, says Alex, the tedious Game of Thrones talking points, uh, the Game of Thrones points tallying 
leaves little for actual episode analysis. What started <laughs> as an aperitif has become the main dish. It's becoming equally dull. He said, we skipped forward 20 minutes to this point. He says a screenshot. And you're still going on about it. <laughs> actually, Alex, as I've pointed out on Twitter, within that 20 minutes, we did actually announce that you'd won a million pounds, provided you claim it within three days. It's a shame you missed that bit. But uh, there we go. Um, he then replied again, I literally have nothing better to do than wait for, listen to, and respond to your next podcast. Until then, minus three points for the autocorrect typo in your tweet. <laughs> Small potatoes, perhaps, but rules is rules. So uh, clearly I spelt something wrong, but I couldn't be bothered to have a look at them. So thanks, Alex. Well, yeah, well, thanks, yeah. Alex. I, thanks. I'd like not... to just... Go on, yeah. sorry, Jamie. No, you go, you go. Well, I was going to say, I sent a, this text message... Minutes after we finished the podcast last week, I said, guys, we have to be careful with how much time we're spending on the points. That thing from Jack is disastrously long. And I feel like we've just dampened the head of steam we've been building. Um, and I I'd like to say that to even... Yeah, sorry, go on. I was going to say, even, even the best of series like Game of Thrones have, the, have an odd lull. Let's yeah. just say that. Exactly. It's very hard to maintain the level of excellence that you, yeah. uh, that you so yeah. uh, you so aptly uh, wanted to uh, demand from us. Yeah, you know, we, we we do strive to be the best, and uh, we've never made it yet. But uh, I'm confident that one day we'll we'll all get there together. Um, any anything else in the mailbag? Uh, no, nothing else this week apart from um, I can tell you that our listening figures are up. Week on week, so stick that up your ass, Alex. No, I'm, that was too far. I Sorry, think I, I should stick that up my ass. Actually, I'll take that one. <laughs> I'll take that particular um, statistical suppository. Um, yeah. So uh, let's dive in. Uh, okay. I think that scene between Bron, Tyrion, and Jamie was, I think, the best scene of the series thus far. I oh. really, really enjoyed it. How about you guys? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think yeah. I predicted that he. What did I predict that he would kill them? That he would turn on them? He's. He, uh, no, he, actually, um, I, I don't know what we said about that. I think we all uh, said well, that Bron wouldn't actually kill them. Yeah, yeah. Would, uh, I, but he is the money man. He, you know, he is the ultimate money man, and uh, he did what everybody else did in this episode. I, were you guys slightly disappointed with this episode? Yes. I mean, I'd, I'd like to start with, as an overview, mm. what was your feeling about this episode? Because for me, this was the weakest episode of the series so far. I'd like uh, to think that they're setting us up to, but like Helen said last week, to subvert our expectations. Well, the, I think... My, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, my, my fears came true this week, which was... They've reset everybody. So after an incredible mm. journey in the last two weeks, they just went, okay, Sansa grew up as a little snitch, and now she's broken her word to John and snitched on his secret. Uh, Jamie had this affair that was incredible, and then within the same episode, 20 minutes later, going back to Cersei. Because what? Because Cersei might be winning. Uh, everybody reverted to their original selves, uh, apart from Daenerys, who, as I predicted, is growing more and more vengeful to the point that her, her eyes were popping out this week. She's become total vengeance now. 
because of the death of her dragon. So are they going to subvert all that? That's the thing. Will Tyrion be right? Will she be the right queen and make the right decision? Are we going to be surprised? Jamie Lannister probably going to kill Cersei, maybe. It, it, maybe they're well, doing it on purpose, but you know, I just found yeah, it but, like going backwards. I mean, before we get into predictions, like... Mm. Just in general, as an episode, what did you think? What did you think of this episode? And in terms of the context of the series, just going backwards, opinion? just going backwards, just resetting everyone's characters. Right. This is very interesting because I actually quite enjoyed this episode. <laughs> I mean, there were some, there were some aspects of it I didn't enjoy, um, but those were mainly to do with kind of uh, suspension of disbelief stuff. Like I just right. got annoyed by the fact that. Um, Daenerys didn't spot the entire Greyjoy fleet just yeah. behind that cliff yeah, from yeah. the sky. Uh, Although, Matt, she didn't know they've created the weapon. They didn't know that they've created this map. Oh, yeah, they did. They, they, did, they saw it battle, when, they, when she burnt the High Garden lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, I, I don't, you know, they've done very well with their, uh, with their giant crossbow production. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I was... <laughs> Again, this is you know stupid suspension of disbelief stuff, which really, if you can't put to one side, you shouldn't be watching Game of Thrones. But nevertheless, like you know, they're now firing these things fast enough to obliterate an entire boat in like thirty seconds. It's like they've <laughs> invented the machine gun suddenly, and then you mm. get to yeah. the walls of I didn't even know where that was. That that was, that was some ridiculous. part of King's Landing. But I don't know where it was. Red, yeah, what yeah, was that? Know. With and seemingly that... twenty men standing on the other side, like there was any kind of threat but also it's the first time we've ever seen that wall yeah that and also sort of entrance the ship battle itself like they annihilate one ship maybe two do, do we and what they just backed off then and left the rest of the fleet to get away and somehow managed to catch miss sandy in the water yeah, yeah. Like, there was a lot of like bad storytelling and i've accused walking dead of this at times in the past it just felt like what are you why are you cutting out important parts of the of this particular story that you're kind of trying to tell and just cut into them arriving on the shoreline and then mm. the Sande is there in Cersei's clutches. And then arriving at the gates. And in, yeah. with all of that time they spent, that was like an hour and a half episode or something. It's the, 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 Tyrion the, got away as well, you know. Yeah. Obviously yeah. a very uh, aqua, streamlined dwarf. Yes, very good jump into <laughs> the sea. Great little the water, those, uh, blue screen sequence there. But, you know, there's a couple of things on Twitter that have been trending that you probably saw. One was the Starbucks cup. That's pretty funny. Did yes. you see that? Yeah. Um, great. Love that. Just love it. Um, the second thing is Sansa's line about rape and essentially uh, domestic abuse, where she said, if it wasn't for those things, I wouldn't be who I am today. This is deep, but what do you guys feel about that? People really um, up in arms about that, saying that's saying that in that way. I can I can see what they meant, but um, to what, say, like, oh, I wouldn't have grown up, out of you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I well, think I, I didn't I would... read it that way, but I think it's yeah, also I just about triumphing it. over adversity, and obviously, it's a very emotive subject, and I can understand why people might have been a bit. Um, yeah, you know, I just feel like they they needed a line. For back to her saying no you survived it because you're a strong woman you didn't you've not become a strong woman because of that you know that's, that's a very the good difference point. Mm. yeah but anyway. i mean I, I think that we're asking i mean i didn't take any of that away from the 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 actual dialogue but i understand that people 
with different experiences to me might be offended by it. But I don't think that, you know, the show, I think Sansa's just trying to convey the fact that, oh, yeah, she's been through a lot of shit and uh, she she's a strong person. I don't mm. think she was trying to sort of like say, oh, I needed to go through all that shit to be who I am or anything Well, like but that. the problem is that's how she put it. And it's another example in this series where um, I keep saying, was that the final draft? And that's what's annoying me is I feel like they, they've, if someone had read that and made that point, they could have just altered it for with a couple of words, you know, and made and avoided that. And it just seems sometimes like actually the, the uh, well, and Sarah was really annoyed that the White Walkers ha- disappeared so quick and we didn't learn anything else about him. It feels like almost like the, the need to, keep this series short has had really some negative effects it's well not yeah been... that's what i was going to say as well like i think this was an, a first episode i felt that they were a victim of the six episode uh situation that they've set out because mm. like this show's got this series has got so much to fit in arguably more than any of the other series yeah. and yet it's less episodes and I just don't understand the logic. I don't mind them doing an hour and a half episode with ten episodes of it. And I don't. I just don't understand like how, you know, th- th- they've spent three episodes on the walkers and the build up to the battle. And this episode felt like holy shit. Now we've got to move. It's all about setting up the next war, the next battle. And it was so much they had to go through. There was like throwaway lines like, "Oh yeah, I was taken back the islands," and it's like stuff like that where you kind of go, "You are just literally." And this is what, and it's interesting that you liked this episode more, Matt, because part of my problem, I thought season seven was a bit like this episode, in that I thought it was a little bit trying to move things around too much and just constantly trying to set things up for later mm. on in the series, and. Mm. I was. I'm a big fan of season uh, season six. That was my favourite one. Um, so it's just. I just felt like this is the first time they've dropped the ball. I mean, when you think about it, when you think about it in terms of length, I know it wasn't quite as long uh, as an hour and a half, but essentially, you watch movies that are this length. Does it feel like you covered? that amount of ground well you're not going to find a lot of movies that are 70 minutes long these days no Um, true and i do agree that logistically speaking this feels like a bit of a misstep in in the sense that yeah they've got they're 66 percent of the way through the series now and it doesn't feel like they're that far through the narrative that we all going to want um Mm. so they're basically yeah we've got episode five big fucking battle at king's landing episode six uh, admin wrap up, and <laughs> that that doesn't seem like it's going to cover everything I want it to cover. But I don't know. I, I I mean, I'm just taking it at face value. I enjoyed the scenes. I like that Brian and Jamie got together. It's nice, you know. Everyone yeah. deserves to. Uh, I'm sure he's that pretty good at snog? sex. You know, I'm sure what he's had quite a lot of sex. I'm sure snog? she had a good time with him. Did you see the kiss? I mean, it was uh, dreadfully short. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's one of the most awkward things I've ever seen. In terms of seduction. Bang him. One of the least sexy two, um, scenes in Game of Thrones. Yeah, a couple of woodpeckers going at each other, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I, I can't think of the actress's name, but she's a little bit of an awkward actress. She's not fantastic. I mean, I like her, but she's... Yeah, like... have you watched um, the second series of Top, uh, Top of the Lake? Um, no, the, no. That, I've been meaning to watch that actually. She's in, she's in that, and she plays a, a very awkward police officer in it. And uh, I think that's her <laughs> sort of. She, is, she has that kind of 
she gives off that kind of demeanor, doesn't she? That aura of being someone who's quite sort of uncomfortable cool. socially yeah. at times. Um, but yeah, so I was, I was happy for that. With Elizabeth Moss. Yes. Yeah. Set in uh, New okay. Zealand and Australia. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I was happy for that. I was like, there's little moments that I really liked in this episode. I always do because I love the moment where they're all having the knees up and Tormund, my favourite steals so many scenes when he went over to them and said who just shat in my pants it was like, <laughs> yeah that was I a take back everything line. i said about Tormund based on that line alone that it was so brilliant funny. i did enjoy him did this you, week how yeah. did you feel when when jamie then got on his awesome buggered off though did you feel that was earned i'm not entirely sure no. what's happening there like is he yeah. going back to try and talk Cersei off a ledge and reason with her? Is he going back there to kill her, or is he going back well, there to stand by her? Because that speech he gave to Brienne before he left was going on about how I've constantly I'd, I'll do anything for Cersei, I'll save her, I kill hundreds of people for her. It it felt to me like he was going back. Initially, I thought maybe he was going back to kill her because that's my prediction, but. That's no, not like he's going to no. go back to save her, isn't it? No, I, feel I, think like he's, I think you're right. I think you're initially right. I think he's saying, um, she's a monster and I've been a monster and now I'm going to redeem uh, myself. That's how I yeah, took it. Yeah, that's what I thought, first of all. Yeah, Someone convinced no. me that it might not be, though. But yeah, No, she, he said, she's bad and I'm bad and I've been bad from the start. It, it, was the, it was a speech of an addict. He was saying, I am addicted to Turcy. These are all the things that I've done. So mm. see you later. But I think you might be right that, well, I certainly hope that that's the subversion that they're going to do, that we're going to look back at that speech and go, ah, he's, uh, he's trying to, I, I, you know, the predictions about Jamie dying, I feel like what we could be looking at here isn't a hero's death. It's a hero killing Cersei and thereby redeeming, redeeming himself from the original pushing out of the window of, of Bran, you know, that Jamie might get to survive by finishing off our biggest enemy I don't think he'll live that felt like a speech of a guy who's about to mm. die in killing die killing Cersei you know in the act because he wasn't he didn't sound like he was coming back that's for sure I don't know I uh, think he might end up trying to um, try, trying to talk her down and then mm. she'll end up having him executed by Cersei again yeah. Oh. Hey, what was the what's the name of the one who she who Cersei kidnapped on pushed off the wall? Miss Enday. So it's like this is the final other thing that's been on um, Twitter a little bit is the treatment of people of color, of characters of color, and that uh, Miss Enday was one of the few and got beheaded. I don't care about that. The actress who plays Miss Sunday has said she just wanted an impressive ending and she got one. But but did anybody care enough about that character for the stakes to be at all high? No, I think the did... only person who cared about that character was Grey Worm, really. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think just, was... Daenerys is just really using her as an excuse now. You know, that entire scene, the whole thing, Tyrion walking towards the wall, um... I didn't buy Cersei grabbing her arm as if maybe she was going to let her down. Didn't buy that for a second. Knew she was going to chuck her off. I didn't really care about her getting her head chopped off that much. Everybody in the scene was always more emotional than me. Yeah. Just, just the whole scene didn't well, wash. From yeah. yeah. It was more about watching. Yeah. Like you said, Grey Worm and Daenerys going through the turmoil of watching what was, you know, it's watching Daenerys, 
sink deeper and deeper and spiral further and further into this vengeance. Mm. And Did you catch uh, Grey Worm's angry face in the background. Uh, no. Yes. Very, very tightly pursed lips. Like, <laughs> so tight that only an unsullied could get them that tight. You can hear the director going, tighter. Crushing nuts between his pursed lips. <laughs> you know, just so you two going to award me some points for my um, prediction for this series that, that Daenerys will become more and more embodied by vengeance? Uh, mm. Maybe next week. Yeah, I think we're still... I mean, it's, let's face it, Howell. It could be a twist. There could still be... Daenerys could be like looking like she's heading in that direction. And then she turns it around and she's like, guys, come on, you know me. She well, after past. all, our hero Tyrion has said he believes she'll make the right choice, but I don't think so. Well, I don't think we've got the time. Well, I, the, the whole reveal, like this this whole thing about Jon Snow's uh, heritage uh, heritage lineage coming out mm. of the secret, that was also really ridiculously like, it just didn't last at all. From mm. like the moment he told Sansa, Sansa tells to Tyrion tells the person whose job it is to gossip. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like how what, how idiotic is that? It's like, but again, the, the, but I think the point there again was the revert reverting to type because he swore his allegiance to Daenerys, and his whole core has always been I act in the best interests of the people and of the realm, and um. And I think that's why they did that, is everybody has reverted, apart from Tyrion, who's kind of still clinging on to his word, you know. Um, well, my problem is I don't think Tyrion would have told Varys. Like, I think he knows telling Varys would probably have been a bad idea because of who he is. I don't understand. why That felt like he's just trying to force through this, you know, obviously the next, I mean, I imagine the next one is going to be the big battle and Daenerys and Jon, are then in a position where in episode six they have to decide who takes the throne and there's a growing consensus that it should be John because the news is breaking that he is an actual Targaryen. So we also had finally the scene where, you know, the, the, the aunt and nephew almost get it on and then go, ew. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of uh, did, didn't they? I, but I don't know if they broke off because there seems to be no remorse about that aspect of it. I know I keep banging on about it. But they just don't give a fuck about no. fucking their relatives. They're just into it. No, and I'm all right. I'm all right with that. If they decided in the end <laughs> to get together and be king and queen, I'm quite happy with that. I'd be I'd be very pleased with that result. Yeah. You know, you endorse yeah. that. Oh, I don't give a shit. What's what I'm going to do? Crack on. The well, gene pool's I already mean... sullied <laughs> from that world. But like okay. Tyrion and Vary said, um, it won't well, I mean, you know, the, Sorry, the North. Sec, Jamie, yeah. I will take a certain amount of mispronunciation of names on this, but his name is Varys, all right? He's not Varys. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. It I mean, I've already Varys. noticed that Howell has taken to saying Aya instead of Arya because he spelt it A I Y A in the. I thought the name was Aya. No, it's Aya. Stark. Come on, Howell. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, Varys. 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 Um, so you, you've kind of made me really self-conscious now. Right, him well, and Tyrion. So. <laughs> him and Tyrion actually said, though, that it would be looked, it would be frowned upon in the North, any incest in that way. So I think that, you know, I don't think they're going to end up together on the throne doing it because I think that the North will go, John, what are you doing? She's your auntie. Uh, stop it. 
So I, I imagine that won't happen. Yeah, and, and mm. you know what? I mean, uh, you know, veering slightly towards the points, I am erring on the side of giving Howell a, a bunch of points for the divisiveness because uh, even if it's not between the two of them so much, like this, the, the whole schism that's opening up in the world underneath them is is very real now, and it's uh, it doesn't look like it's there's any room left for small potatoes. Yes, yes, no small potatoes. Uh, I did cut out there. Ironically, I cut out the first time Matt Wanderers has actually potentially issued me points, but I'm back now. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah. Yes, there we are. Okay. Um, yeah, it's big potatoes. It's big yeah. potatoes. How? I mean, we could take a step back here and say, is it too much to say that all of the problems in this world that make the entire story comes down to people shagging their relatives? Or illegitimacy, and therefore a large resolve would be for everyone to go. Well, let's just chill out sexually. Let everyone bang whoever they want to bang. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really see it, but I, I, I've got it. I mean, it's definitely a message. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as Barry's said, um, you can't really have the public knowing that aunt and nephew. Are Banging away on the throne. Yeah, but well, but he is going to go and spread the news, though. Now, right? We all accept that. That's his. He's betraying Daenerys. He's that's not the a news spreader. I don't think that's the, the the way his job works. He's a keeper of secrets, really. But he, he talk. But he's always talking about his little birds. Isn't yes, he? he's a gatherer of information. They give the information mm. to him. He doesn't necessarily ah. pass it around. And then well, well, what it. did you? Yeah, because what did you take then from that scene? Do you think Ver, what do you think Varys is going to do now? Because he certainly suggested he's not going to stay loyal to Daenerys. No, I, I don't think he will do. But I don't necessarily think that that means uh, he'll start telling loads of people. I think he might take matters into his own hands and um, try mm. and off Daenerys. Yeah, and uh, you've uh, got two hands. Okay. One of which is saying one thing. One of which is saying the other. Two Either hands. one of them. Uh, yes, her her right hand man and her left hand man. Are they um, both hands? Only Tyrion's the hand. Oh right, okay. Well, advisor, whatever. But you've got the two of them, and one of them is going to have to back down or kill the other one. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I can see Tyrion killing Varys to protect Daenerys. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, you know, I think that maybe it'll be taken out of their control, but certainly setting up Tyrion as the one that has the belief means that it's almost it, the purpose of that scene might be to make Tyrion the one who is ultimately going to have to be kingmaker or queenmaker, you know, and ultimately at some point, I think Tyrion will have to go. No, I'm sorry, darling, you're no good. That's a very good piece of Dinklage there. Thanks. Some of his words in this episode were pretty badly pronounced. I thought. I, I can't remember. Voice. I've, I've, I've grown to. I've gone through various stages with it, but I've come back to love. Um, yeah. Do, do, do you think they're they're also doing this thing where they're tightening focus onto a certain band of, of people? It feels like we've we're done with Sam now. I think he's just ridden off into the sunset with Gilly. I don't think we'll see him again. Yeah. He's got to die. I think. I think he's got to die. No. I don't think he will. I think he's done. <laughs> I think that's yeah. finished for the series. Uh, that was maybe. Yes, uh, in the last episode. Oh yes, now the secrets got bigger. Yeah, there was a point in this episode that I thought 
well, Daenerys' best plan here is kill Bran and kill Sam and um, potentially kill John. You know, there's still that yeah. plan, I suppose, but you can't really kill Bran because he's already dead. Well, you know, don't go all jack on me. His I name's still fucking Bran. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what, what do you think? Uh, is it just going to be about these, you know, the last few pieces on the board? I mean, what's happening with the Hound and Arya? Well, yeah, that's the, they, they, they're off to finish the... She's after to kill her, the remaining people on her list, which is the Mountain and Cersei. And he's probably oh. got... He said he's got unfinished business, which we, is probably with his brother, isn't it? So... Yeah, uh, they're going to share the, the share the fight between them, but that's that's going to be intri- That's going to be intriguing. That's going to be fascinating. Um, yeah, I like how them that one on goes. The road. They're, they're, I um, did. I was disappointed though that not more in this episode was like, "Oh, are you? Wow, what an amazing performance!" You know, like she pretty much won that war for them. Yeah, three cheers to Arya. That was it, wasn't it? Well, yeah, she that was, was it. Pretty, she and, sort of deliberately took herself out of the whole thing. Yeah. She not like she said she doesn't like being the hero thing, but I just thought maybe John would be like, like everyone was like celebrating Jon Snow. All he did was shout at the dragon. He's like there he was, did there fuck was all, actually, in the yeah yeah. I I don't understand why everyone was going. Oh, you're amazing, John. It just felt like that was a bit forced. But like, they should be going. Oh yeah, what an incredible ninja she is, eh? Who knew? Yeah, yeah um, they should all just be gobsmacked for like three days. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and also, to criticise the writing from a, another angle, uh, you know, sometimes when we, we talk about the uh, age of the age of uh, fairness in, and equality in terms of female stuff, <laughs> um, you know the bit when she said... Uh, Sorry, I just love that uh, phrasing there. <laughs> the age of fairness and equality in terms of, you know, female stuff. Female stuff. Um, sometimes... In shows, I'm noticing, and everybody's noticing, that, that there are decisions being made that perhaps aren't very nuanced. They're, they're pretty on the nose. And one of those things was, I felt, was when I, I, uh, I... Uh, Aria, got, there's an R in it. <laughs> oh, Aria got proposed to. What did we think of her refusal? It was. It just felt to me like I could have written the line before she said it, that it was like, um, I will and will not be a lady. Well, you don't have you don't have to be a, just marry me. You could do whatever you want. You could like go off. Well, you know, is there not a more nuanced version of Arya? And uh, is it just feels like well, J.R.R. What's his face would never have written that line. Yeah, but I blame Gendry. I think he went in too strong. I mean, they've only had sex once. Like you know, just. <laughs> Just you know, we're just, just a few more dates. So let's meet up in King's Landing, and then you know, just take it easy. But he went in straight with like, "You want to be my lady?" That that was never going to work. Yeah, uh, he, fair, he was pretty fair much fair drunk enough. on Dragonstone, wasn't he? Yeah, but also, that's just fairness, yeah. Switch the roles around for a minute. So this is, let's say this is a young prince who shags a girl just before battle because this might be the last chance. And the next day she says, I love you. Will you marry me? And he says, no, <laughs> this is not equality. Not unless you've set up Aria as somebody who is incapable of finding a third way of doing things. And yet she is the exact character that finds a third way of doing things. You know, she always takes the road less traveled, which means that in that situation, she could, she could not have completely crushed his heart. She could have actually 
done they could have done something special there. Yeah, I just keep coming back to this thing of Helen saying last week, Game of Thrones is really good at subverting our expectations. This episode did not subvert any of my expectations. It 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 reversed them. It put them in rewind or didn't surprise me in any way. Fair enough. I mean, don't you think it would have been a more conventional choice for her to say yes, though? I think she could have said yes, but that's my point. That she could have gone, we're going to do this a different way. You know, yeah, something know rather than patting him on the head. Admin inherent with being a lord or lady of Dragonstone. Yeah, totally. I you know, think you've she, got to do well, I suppose... wages. It's basically a bookkeeping job when it comes down to it. Well, then the third way would be that he says, "Then I relinquish the knighthood that I've just been, the lordship that I've just been given, and we go and live how we want to live." That would have been the the third way, I suppose. Instead of just, yeah, oh yeah, okay, maybe. then well, I'll go and I'll go and do the traditional thing, and you go and behead some people. Maybe I, I, I don't have a problem with the, her saying, "No, nah, I'm just too much of a badass for this." I've got to go mm. and kill some people, and I don't really have time for you. I go, yeah. I got what I wanted out of you, and I'm off now. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. she's allowed to do that. I just felt like maybe it was done. Uh, it was just a bit crowbarred. Mm. Hal, uh, yeah. sorry to bring in the admin, but would you mind turning off your camera? Because it's like this sort of scary. What is it on? Little ghost keeps. Oh god! Up yeah. In the <laughs> so sorry. That's okay. It was just a minute ago. There was this kind of mad. Uh, abstract kind of flesh in the, in the corner. Inside of my <laughs> ear. Really freaking oh. You've just been looking inside my head for that's the last five what minutes. it was, and that's how terrifying mm. it, uh, it, it was, and that's exactly how it sounds. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay, so should we should we award points for this episode? Well, I mean, no, I, I hate to, to, to bring out a big, uh, you know, hammer straight away, but how will, what you predicted last episode... Was that mm. it would be Cersei centric? Mm. You said at least forty percent Cersei, I think, and uh, I don't think she came into it until about mm. ten minutes from the end. She was barely in it, and yeah. given how much of a, a gimme that appeared, that Cersei <laughs> would be the focus of the episode, having not been in it for two. I think you mm. deserve quite a hefty penalty. Right. Well, let me counter that argument by saying Cersei was the focus of the whole episode. Because they were all aiming toward her. It was all around getting to Cersei. And you two, particularly Jamie, predicted there would be zero Cersei. So maybe 40% is too much, but certainly 20% is better Did than zero. That? I didn't hear that. Hmm? What? That Jamie, Jamie said uh, there would no. be no Cersei. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. I did not because you did. I, I saw the whole thing will be I said that the I said that the, the majority of the episode will be there, but I'd seen a teaser with Cersei in it, so I wouldn't have said she won't be in it entirely, so that sounds like a fabrication from Howell Evans. I think we're going to have to go back and listen to that. Well, you go back yet again and get chastity. Listen, I'm saying I might have been wrong, I I wasn't right. I thought she'd be in less than she was in that episode. Mm. Um, So I will accept that um, as a point. Mm. But I think just um, just going back, I was looking at the points the other day, and I noticed on the list of people whether they'd be dead or alive. When it comes to Jon Snow, Jamie says alive, I said alive. Howell says dead, and there is in brackets. I will give you ten pounds if you're correct. 
And then I went further down and to the question, who will sit on the throne if it is mm. one throne to rule them all? Mm. How's put John? Yeah, I firmly believe that. So he'll die but be on the throne? No, um, <laughs> I think that's called spread betting. Well, <sighs> you've also said you'll give us £10 if he's alive. It's difficult, so... isn't it? I, I think when I said that, I was really expecting you both to wager something on something. Uh, at, mo- at the moment, we're playing around a card table where I'm the only one that's put a tenner in the middle. Yeah, yeah, but the point is, you did put a tenner in, Hal. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to receiving it, yeah. Uh, it does look increasingly like John will be on the Iron Throne. and I, I mean, I said Daenerys at the start of the series, and I think I'm going to be wrong about that. She does, it, didn't, it looks like the odds are yeah. up against her, which I, re- I, I don't like. I don't like the fact that this is the direction it's going in. I don't like no, that I she's don't, suddenly actually. becoming a prick. She's yeah. not. She's been co- becoming a prick for series. This is what I was trying to tell you. I don't think she has. I think it's all happened in the last, I don't know, eight episodes or so. Go back to the first ta- the first scene of her. I'm telling you, you'll see it. And, and when she arrived in Slaveville, whatever it's called, Morocco-looking place, um, right from then... It has always been her wanting to be cruel and saying that she wants to be a good leader and other people around her tempering her. And as time's gone on... on. She was confronted by a nation of slavers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she released the She freed them. And and immediately questions were being raised about has has she just adopted them? Has she created them or has she adopted them? It's always been... What does that mean? It's always been about that. Well, has she? Has she? Uh, if you free a people, but then you make them call you queen, are you actually freeing them? They've had that debate loads. I'm telling you, it's been there for ages. I I don't feel like. I mean, maybe I'm wrong because you've watched it more recently than me, Hal. But I don't feel like Daenerys was ever going in. I think you're right, Matt. I think that they've pushed this, pushed this direction of the character for the last. Yeah, and I'd say like part of season seven is where it started to feel like they were heading that way you know it was literally just after Tyrion became her hand and the, they started to head towards getting Cersei that this has been the the trajectory she's headed on and I I don't I didn't see it before then and I'm disappointed with the way it's going I'm hoping that there's going to be a switcheroo it's going to somehow turn around and she's going to be like no I'm going to do this the damn right way I was just effing with you do you yeah. really think that J.R. Martin George R. R. Martin. Why does no one know anyone's name? Do you really think that <laughs> Tolkien there would uh, has has not said to them, "Here's the whole point." I don't know. He's probably Should a go back. consultant, but <laughs> in every series, Jon Snow will talk about being a man of his word. In every series, Daenerys is wrestling between um, how to be a ruler and is it cruelty or is it fairness and. Uh, by the trajectory. I've got issues with the script and how they're structuring it and how fast they're going through it. But I'm not surprised by this at all. I, I don't think they would be. I didn't say I was surprised by it. I said I don't like it. Yeah, mm. disappointment is, you know. But I feel I think, like. But I also don't think it was there from the start, <clears throat> is what you're saying. I don't agree with that. Oh, it was. It was. But we'll agree to disagree until you watch it again. Mm. Well, I'm not going to watch it again, I'll tell you that now. Oh what! <laughs> well, I will be watching it again, oh, and I'll get back to you. Anything worse? I mean, I'm going to leave it. Game of Thrones again. My God, <laughs> series two, three, and four were pants. 
Oh. I remember when we first started talking about Game of Thrones, when Jamie was talking me into watching it. And even back then, Jamie said to me that the writer had stated that he's happy to carry on writing it forever. That he's not going to end. And this was the this was his thing. And when you think about those first few series and the problem with the White Walkers that we've just been discussing, it really is it has been a challenge for the TV writers to wrap it up because these actors can't be in it forever. And that's why things like the White Walkers feel like they've been cut. Because when you think of those first few series, the number of directions that it went in, the the amount of ground that was covered and new ideas and new lands and all of that, they've yeah. had to tie up so much. It's impossible. Yeah. I am and it's disappointed quite... that we've lost Dawn entirely. Yeah, yeah. Who's Dawn? Dawn is the area of the where the Martells came from, where the, the Red Viper dude came from and the... The woman who killed uh, Marcella. I, I, I do do not understand the thing you just said. Honestly, do you watch the show? <laughs> <laughs> you sit here purporting I just to have name about it and like, oh, look at the arc, look at all the stuff that's happened, and it's like you've only watched twenty percent of each episode. <laughs> you have to talk in terms of like, you know, the man with one head, one arm, or whatever. Right, Wait, the who, one who, who had his eyes crushed out by the mountain. You remember that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he was from Dawn. His name was Oberon Martell, and the Martells were the family who rule in Dawn, which is like a desert place. Right. And then two, three of his sisters or something, three of his relatives uh, turned up. They were all kind of like uh, crazy bad uh, yeah. assassins. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the and, uh, Charlie's Angels of the world, yeah. Sure. I remember yeah. that. Yep, equality and women stuff, yep. That's and, right. And uh, they killed Marcella, uh, mm-hmm. Cersei's daughter. Yeah, yeah. That, they lived uh, in like choky, choky stuff, and then yeah. uh, Euron Greyjoy captured them on a ship, and I believe Cersei murdered one of their daughters in front of them because they did that to her. Yeah, I don't miss them. What? Never liked them. I never liked them. Oh right, okay, good. I'm glad they're gone. Good. Okay, great. <laughs> I think I think the you, you know the point about the, the yeah the, the many strands of the show it was always going to be a very violent jerking of tying it all together it was going to be quite violent abrupt and maybe slightly clumsy and i think they've made it harder for themselves with the whole six episode thing yeah. just it's just putting them in itself in a really tough situation i understand that the reasons for that are probably because both writers are working on a new star wars uh storyline <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're going to be creating a new. Um, that where we didn't have time to do a new draft. It uh, certainly yeah. feels like. Remember when the, that government took? I think when the Tories took over and someone had left a jokey note saying "There's no money left in the office." Do you remember that? It was like yeah. To, to somebody, the treasurer or something, it said "There's no money left." It feels like taking over from uh, George Thingamabob is a little bit like that. It's like holy shit, we've got. But a new I want to say like. Overall, though, on the series, I think I'm really enjoying it still. I think this was a bump in the road. I'm hoping that next episode... I mean, what I'm hearing of the word the word on the street is that the next episode is going to be an absolute epic. Like, truly, I mean, I yeah. don't want to get our hopes up too high, but it's going to be a monster. And, I mean, uh, when you talk I, I about... I like bump, the idea that this, this whole series is built around these huge uh, battles. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because it used to be about really interesting debate and history and stuff. But it, uh, but even so, when Jamie talks about bumps in the road, 
compared to the bumps that we talked about in Game of Thrones, in um, Walking Dead, for example, you know, on the graph, Walking Dead was Everest compared to the issues that I've had with this one, I think. You know, the swerves that that, the dives that that series has taken compared to my oh, nitpicking with this one. Turned. Yes, Howell, I love hearing this. I'm t- I, that is not me going back on the fact that this one has got the budget to end all budgets, therefore I have higher expectations. That's why I'm picky about this one, because I'm going, you've had this long and you've not made a funnier joke than that. You know, you've had how long and you could have sent it to three comedians who could come up with a funnier line than the one you've just delivered. It does seem delivered. crazy to me that the, the idea that they would rush this I don't understand yeah. the six-episode thing now. Because I remember when people were talking about this series, I always had it in my head that it would be eight. And that seemed well, yeah, about right. Yeah. Eight, 90-minute, well, or at least up to 90-minute things. That well, seems like money. enough time to do it. Now I feel like there's no way that they can, in two episodes, wrap this up in a way that I'm going to be like, great, yeah, that was really well, good. That's just money, though. That's just contracts, and that but happens in a lot of series. Game of Thrones, though. Man. I know, but it happens in so many series where, if if you look at Friends, is the classic example. But you know, once actors are integral, their agents can demand huge amounts of money for them to stay in it because we can't possibly lose any of those characters. And if you do a six-episode deal, it's very different from doing a ten-episode deal. And that's why these things tend I'm sure to it is, but uh, I mean, obviously I've got no access to anything that would uh, indicate one or the other. But I can't mm. believe that this show doesn't make enough money that they could have done eight. I can't believe Well, that. Well, I think the, the annoyance for me is not perhaps so much that they did the eight, but just that the over two years, the, the writing is the thing, that, the thing that I've got most problem with, not the acting or the set or the lighting or anything. It's, it's, the, it's the writing, and writing is free. <laughs> Doing another draft is free. Just, you know, two years. Two I years. I don't have the same issue with the writing, though. I, I think it's been a lot funnier than, than you've... Yeah, I mean, you, you've not found it as funny or as enjoyable. It's, it's not just funny, though. It's been really compelling, and the, there's been some really good moments between characters that I genuinely love. I've had all of that. I've had my, some great feel. This episode is a... Is, it feels like it should have been, like you said, something like two episodes should have been fleshed out out of this one. I think the writing suffers from the fact that you are trying to fit so much in. And I think they're, they're not very good at that. They're not very good at, okay, now let's, now let's start moving shit around. You know, it's like they're on that, they've, they've got that, that big war uh, map out and they're sort of trying to push everything into place. And by doing that, they're kind of clumsily missing important bits out. And, and, but you, and sh- yeah, fair enough to all of that, apart from your point about comedy. Because you're a comedy fan and you, you're a bit of a, an expert on comedy. Writing a joke in Game of Thrones is like making a joke at a funeral. It's very easy. And it, it's easy to recognise when there's a joke and therefore you laugh because you go, ah, it's levity. The joke's on their own. On this, though. You, you, you can sit here all day saying that's funny and that's not funny. And, and yeah. someone well, saying, yes, it is funny. And you saying, no, it's not. It doesn't matter. Well, it's entirely subjective. I just, I just don't buy that Jamie's slapping his thigh quite as much as he would be if this was put up against any other joke in history. <laughs> that's all. Well, I mean, you know, that's not the standard it has to live by. The standard it has to live by is, is it a funny, is it funny in terms of watching a, a, a drama in a fantasy world? That yeah. is compelling. That's funny moment. That's fine. That's fine. It doesn't. I'm not. I'm not judging it as a comedy. 
so it doesn't right. necessarily have to live up to certain standards in that way. And it so are we doing? I mean, it doesn't have the same sort of tone to it as something like the the way the Marvel films have done it, where they do undercut the moments of intense mm. drama with that kind of nerdy well, humor that they have, yes. which is very funny at times. I, and I think it served them very well. But if they suddenly started chucking in real zingers in Game of Thrones, I think it <laughs> yeah. would be. Kind of well, Zinger's in context. Who just shit my pants is hilarious. His story in the episode before is not. That's what I'm saying. It, by its own standards, that is very funny. Who just shit my pants? Fine. I, I mean, very I funny. I didn't really notice it, but I mean, I've, I've never thought the writing was particularly good on this show. But it, it's at this moments, but uh, I, like that scene between Bron, Jamie, and Tyrion, I really enjoyed. I thought it was great. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was it was nice to see them all. I think that might be the first time I've seen. Oh no, have they all been together before? Probably, probably have. I can't remember. God, but it was just a... though. Jamie and yeah. Tyrion haven't seen each other for God knows how long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what are we are we giving anybody any points this week? Well, no, I don't think we can. No one had any no. predictions about Missandei. I definitely think Howell should lose points for saying this will be a Cersei episode because it wasn't. I agree. And you said it would be about licking wounds and uh, what was it? Yeah. Cat and the dead, that sort of thing. I mean, I guess that happened, but well, uh, I, yeah, I think I'll... that deserves half a point, maybe one at the most. Thank you. Because, uh, I, I mean, I agree with that because I thought that was obvious. And obviously, I yeah. was wrong about uh, anyone dying that didn't immediately, obviously, die. But I don't think it was, no. it, was a, it was kind of an inconsequential episode, which I guess is a, a mark against it in the end, and maybe I didn't enjoy it that much. Maybe you've convinced me. <laughs> Damn it. Maybe I missed it. Damn it, broke out there. again. Uh, well, you, you know, listen back. You can catch up later. <laughs> don't, yeah. So what's <laughs> the result? Uh, um, nothing really happened. You lost a bunch of points, but, that, you know. Yeah, the usual. Case. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I should get something for listen, Cersei you, being there. You, and no, I said it would be an A-team episode. Carol, what? you cannot get points for predicting that a major character in the show will be in the episode. No, no. Why not? You can't have that, Howell. Because that's ridiculous. Listen, listen. there's a good chance, Howell, you've got a big payday coming if, you da- if your Daenerys yeah, plotline so works uh, out, okay? So just, just, just save your, just cool your jets, okay? Yeah, Keep your powder fine. dry. Well, I'm going to listen back to next week where Jamie said it's going to... Did you hear that, Jamie? How well you can no. out there? Oh, I said. I... Wow, it's like the the podcast world just <laughs> doesn't the want for next the week. podcast world doesn't want what you're trying to say to be heard. You've yeah. come out twice trying to say it now. Um, if you can hear me, I'm going to get evidence that Jamie said it was all at Winterfell. Okay, well, you I do can't that. Wait to hear that because uh, it didn't happen. Um, okay. Has anyone watched anything else this week? Before we wrap up, I've carried on watching Mindhunter. I'm enjoying that. It's good. 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 I, I've been watching the season finale of Line of Duty. Um, yes. Which is worth a mention, but I, that was a, that was disappointed. I was very disappointed because uh, Monday night, well, I watched both the Line of Duty finale and the Game of Thrones um, finale. Not finale, fourth episode. And I found both of them very disappointed. And I was so excited. I was highly pumped. I felt that um, Line of Duty was essentially yeah, it's, a stage. It's, it's amazing what the... Uh, it's like 
the, the Skype channel is editing the podcast for us. It's incredible. It's like, and anytime you try and give an opinion, Howell, it's cutting out. It's just like, no, no one wants to hear it. Forget it. Thank you. Um, I, I actually watched a different finale of Line of Duty. Wow. I watched um, the finale of the very first series. Uh, oh, right. Which, well, yeah, my, my wife's uh, going through it. I can't be really bothered with it. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm back near the Wi-Fi, right? Well done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, then, I mean, like, I've watched a couple of scenes in it. Like, I, I was doing some work and she was watching it. And I was really struck by how clunky some of the exposition is in that show. And I, I, oh, I, I was God, only it's... half listening to you guys talking about it a couple of weeks ago. But uh, now I understand what you were talking about. It's, it's really yeah. moments where it's like, so this is happening, and then this is happening. Yeah, and that's right. Because of yeah. this, <laughs> it's yeah. it really is a bizarre show like that. Like does some scenes just so brilliantly, and then does the most clunky, obvious like EastEnders type dialogue that you've ever heard. It's phenomenal. But yeah. I, what I was saying before was I, I thought that the last episode was really brave in its form because it was essentially a stage play. It was virtually the whole thing was a conversation which was great. It was like a round table discussion, but actually what happened, I was disappointed with. Well, that's the thing. If you look at the end of the series before, this is what they do. This is what Jed does. He does the last episode is usually a big interrogation scene. They get flipped around Mm. and the the real bad person is somehow also in the room. So they end up, you know, and I feel like that technique, that sort of, He's got a very particular way of d- delivering these twists. And then there was a ridiculous twist at the end of the, yeah. around the whole uh, red herring that has been who is H the entire. Yeah. And that was ridiculous and terrible. There's a lot of explaining. Sarah's watched, <laughs> um, Sarah's watched every series of it, so she's got quite a good context in it. What do you think of Line of Duty? It'd be great if you could, if it was a full box set, and you could watch the next one straight away. Yeah. Set up for the uh, next series. Yeah, it felt a bit of a letdown because it did. The payoff was a setup for the next one. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. So this isn't like a final, final finale. It's, it's just a, no. Making a tit of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that was one. yeah. That was a good line. When she said, "Piss off and stop making a tit of yourself," to yeah. um, like the officious one. She's the best thing in here, isn't she? She's mm. very good, Vicky McClure. Um, mm. But yeah, overall, and yeah, there's going to be one more series, Matt. Or I assume it's one more. The ratings are huge. The show is massive. It regularly just beats everybody out, like just like like Bodyguard did. So it's going to mm. do well again, and it does hit the audience happy, intriguing points that keep you coming back. Yeah. So I will come back, but I'm just disappointed. How will have you watched the victim yet? Uh, no, we haven't started the victim yet. No, no. Come on. But we will. Yeah, I know. Come on. I know. I know. Come watching, on. Um, a bit more of Working Mums as well. That's a good show. That. It's yeah. Funny. Yeah, needs to do that. I'm quite. Too. I'm quite excited. There's a show coming on Channel Four. It's also got Stephen Graham in, which is interesting. It's called uh, Virtue, I think. Okay. Uh, right. It's. Um, it's written by uh, I've gone Shane. No, you haven't. You still. Yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. It's written by uh, Shane Meadows, oh, and yeah. oh, great. it's meant to be brilliant. It's meant to be like Stephen Graham's best ever performance. Uh, it's that yeah. It's called The Virtues, and I think it's on in a, a couple of weeks' time, maybe even this week. But it's meant to be very powerful. So watch out for that one. That's coming mm. up. Very good. 
Good. Right. Um, was there any other business? I don't think so. That'll do. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I think you did a, a sterling job, Matthew. Hey, um, um, thanks. Do you want to be? Do you want to be permanent host? Uh, no, I mean I do like the fact that I get to record with a nice microphone this week, but I'm worried mm. um, that there'll be some kind of audio peccadillo that I haven't thought of yet because I was rushed. Let's so find out. We'll find out, um, and if there are, then I apologise in advance. That's all right. Um, I've had a great time. Thanks for having me. If you've enjoyed the show, if you want to uh, respond in any way, it's studio at theboxsetpod.com. Did I get that right? Yeah. Bam. Ah. Studio at theboxsetpod.com. You can tweet us, find us on Facebook, uh, or send us a telegram, carrier pigeon, or yeah. stand outside my s- window with a torch. Slag us off uh, on slag us off on Twitter like Alex did at, at the box set pod. Please Go slag to us town. off because they love the attention and so do I. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's... If you could slag Matt off, just Matt, that would be even better. I think I'd, be I'd like... love to hear any messages that you have about how well hosted this week's was <laughs> uh, and how well we managed the business and all the admin uh, because obviously that's my forte. <laughs> Nothing exciting, just the busy work. quite. Quite. Yes. Thank you, Howard. Okay. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Jamie. By by the way, my mark out of ten, mark out of ten for the episode was seven out of ten for this episode. So just uh, just put that in there. Did you want to give your marks quickly? Yeah. I don't think we even get gave marks to um, what should we call it? Uh, The long night. Well, I gave that a ten. I've given nine, nine, ten, and this is a seven. Nine, nine, ten, seven. All right, Howard. What was your mark for the war? Oh God. I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, remember it was all quite dark last week. Flaming arax, but dragons. You know. Stuff. Last week I'll give a nine. Last week nine yeah. or ten. This week four. Four. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, that is brutal. Wow. Sting that is bomb. Yeah. If I was marking this, I'd say must do better. Um, I'll give it a six. Okay. Very good. You know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Solid six. Brilliant. Uh, right then. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah, thank you. And goodbye. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.